Hey, Michael, this is Tony Taylor calling from uh, White Rock, BC, Canada. Hi, Michael, it's Dawn Berry from Sunridge, Ontario, Canada. Just wanted to touch in and let you know how much I really enjoyed being on your podcast, The Tangled Mind. It was an amazing opportunity to be able to share with your audience, to be able to share with you and to uh, collaborate. And when we do that, it makes a big difference to somebody somewhere in the world. Welcome back to another episode of the Tangled Mind Podcast, a platform that I'm providing people with mental health issues or even family members to come along, talk about whatever they want, whenever they want, and see if we can help other people out from all around the world. Welcome back once again to the Tangled Mind Podcast. On this week's show, I have got Big Al a.k.a. Alex Casey. Um, I reached out to him a couple of weeks ago just to obviously interact on social media, Instagram, uh, and then obviously we got talking about coming on my show and hence him being here today. So for those that don't know who he is, I'm going to let him introduce himself because it's the right thing to do. So how are you, buddy? I'm very good, mate. How are you? Um, very well, thank you. Thank you for obviously taking time out of your evening to no, come on the show. Me on. No, you, you're more than welcome. So, obviously, my listeners, um, Big Al, some of you might have heard Big Al from Woody and Kleine. Obviously, do you do you want to just introduce yourself and obviously talk a bit more about you? So, yeah, um, I'm, I've got a bit of a social media presence for being part of a, a social media prank group, I guess you can call them that. They're called um, Woody and Kleine. Um they i've been doing your sort of prank videos with them now for god about about two years um i guess i kind of picked up a bit of a a bit of momentum and a bit of exposure through the mental health vlog that we did um which has obviously led me led me on to being on your show and and led me to uh, launch my own podcast as well so yeah it's um it's it's going well mate so if you people that don't know me big al from team whack i think we're more commonly known as now (laughs) <laughs> no, to be fair, buddy, I, I actually did take um, a look at the video. I've watched it. I watched it when it first came out. Um, what, the tattoo one? Yeah, the tattoo one. Mm. Um, before, obviously, we actually got talking and things like that. Um, and it, it it touched it did touch a a bit of a an emotional spot for myself because it, yeah. it was it it was it was a a mean proper had proper meaning behind it and. Mm. everybody's reactions on it you could tell was so genuine and yeah I your, mean, it's, your, it's... your face on it initially i was like man this guy's like yeah hmm. you'd never know by looking at you and you being the the happy chap you are and that the laughing all mm. the time but yeah no um it's a brilliant video and people need to watch it yeah i mean for, for the people that haven't seen it it was it was, it was, again, it's, it's really hard talking about it because I don't want to give it away because people don't expect, you know, to, to see what happens. Um, but yeah, breaking it down a little bit, it's, it was a, basically the boys set us up a challenge of designing a tattoo for each other, which was going to be a tattoo that neither of us would know what we we're getting. We we're going to be blindfolded. Um, and I made one for a good mate of mine, Mad Golly, who's on the channel. Uh, I made him one. Um, which I knew would ruin him because that was the game. That's what we were meant to be doing. Um, and he, he, he in reverse gave me one that was just a really meaningful, nice tattoo. But yeah, again, without going into detail, I don't really want to 
give too much of it away. It was, it was, it was an emotional day. It really was. It was, it was something that then led me to open up and talk about my mental health. Well, what, what I will do, um, if it's all right with you, for the people that are listening to this, I will actually put the link to the video in, in, in the description to the podcast so you can actually go and look for yourself because yeah. it, it, it need, you need to watch it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you need to watch it. It's got a great twist. It's got a great message. Um, it was probably the only video that the boys have done, um, which involved everyone, where it kind of... I don't want to say genuine because that because that kind of leads it to believe that everything that we don't do is not genuine. But it was the one where you could you could just see that everything was just raw. It was everyone's emotions. Everyone everyone felt what had happened, um, yeah. and it it opened up so many different avenues for people to start talking. I mean, the feedback we got on it. I mean, it's up to on Facebook now. It's up to twenty five million views, yeah. which is crazy. Um, on YouTube, I think it's about four or five, something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get I get messages daily. Like my message requests, and I can't respond to all of them about how how great it is that we put the video out and people have got talking and and everything like that. I mean, like, like I said, I have my hand forced a little bit in in them coming out and talking about my mental health because of the video. Um, it was it was something that I wasn't prepared to talk about at the time. Um, in the build up to the video, I'd, I'd sort of lent on Ollie, the, the guy who gave me the tattoo uh, or who designed the tattoo. Um, at our staff Christmas party, like the uh, the Woody and Connie Christmas party we had, um, and I weren't feeling great, and I had a bit of a moment. I, I got got really upset, and he was like, "Look, just take a second. And then a month later, we did the filming for the video, and he, you know, remembered everything and gave me this great mental health tale. One of one of the things that touched me, I think, was in the without giving too much away, but with it in the video, he actually. It, the, the bit that I think touched me was when he said that obviously your mental health was affecting yeah, him. Yeah, his voice. His, yeah, his and voice his, started his voice, Yeah, he, he started to well up a little bit. But uh, that's yeah. the bit that got me. But everyone does need to just go and check the video out because it's well worth the the the, the mm. view of it. Um, yeah, definitely. Obviously, just coming back then. Obviously, the vid, the tattoo. Obviously, about your mental health. When did that start mm. for you? Do you know what? It, it's only since sort of having my own podcast and speaking to people that I I realised now that my my mental health started when I was probably about teen, early teens, like 13, 14. Yeah. Just always knowing that I felt different. Like I felt I I would I would sort of feel differently about situations where other people would just bat it off, you know. Like um, I'd I'd feel overwhelming sadness when when something didn't go my way or, or when when I was excluded for something um obviously now it's you know we, we call it FOMO don't we everyone calls this thing of FOMO which I, I can't stand I think it's a ridiculous saying but you know I, I kind of suffered from FOMO if you want to call it that at such a young age like I felt I felt an outsider it doesn't matter how hard I tried to fit in I, did, I, I, I felt like I didn't. But when I speak to all my mates, like, they were like, you're one of the most popular kids in school. Like, how can you think that? It's like, well, that's just how I felt. Like, and I still feel it today. Yeah. Um, and I kind of, I went through school with uh, with the sort of wearing a mask of a clown, if you, if you know what I mean. I'd be the class clown. I'd, I'd break everything through comedy. You know, I'd, I'd think if I can make people laugh, people are going to stay near me and stay by me. It was this fear of abandonment that, I had, which, you know, trans 
trans from you know probably my dad leaving at a young age um and just that that feeling of feeling like people were always going to just leave me so i masked everything with comedy i made I tried to make people laugh as much as possible um in order to to keep people by my side and and it's only since having counseling in my later years in, in my 30s that i realized that that was a a coping mechanism of just getting over the grief of my dad leaving kind of thing so yeah probably yeah to answer your question like yeah it's like as early as 13 for wing really but i didn't know it at the time didn't know it when when did you like start to realize what was what was actually going uh, um on? probably when i was about 25 uh when my my wife has always suffered from mental health and we come from two completely different families, but very similar families. I know that sounds a bit like an oxymoron, but so both our families were from London, both from sort of North London and East London. And it's kind of an East End London mentality that you sort of get on with things. And, you know, that sort of London hustle bustle, just you, you get on with it, everything throws at you. And I've kind of grown up with that mentality from my grandparents. Um, and that you don't really sort of, not that you don't show your emotions, that would be wrong to say, but you definitely kind of try to deal with things in your own way. Um, where my wife's family are a lot more open to mental health and with discussions about depression. I, did, I never even spoke to anyone about depression or anxiety or anxiety attacks until I'd met my wife. And so in here and her family talk about it. And this thing of this stigma attached to antidepressants. And I was like, oh, you take antidepressants? Because I just assumed through ignorance that it was people that took antidepressants and people that had just come out of a mental ward, you know, it was just sort of, I just thought that. Yeah. And it was only until I started sort of re-evaluating my own life and my own situation, how I adapt things and how sad I get about the most insignificant things that I realized, you know what, like, I'm probably on the same path. And there was a couple of times where I started, my anxiety got really bad. Like, I mean, to the point, I mean, I had no motivation to get out of bed and go and brush my teeth and, and my wife's like, you've got to go to the doctor's. And I went there and I told him, and he's like, you need antidepressants. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not having, I'm not taking them. And it's that, it's that thing of like, he was like, let's let go, just take them. So I took them and yeah, obviously it helped me and everything like that. Um, and just as I've got older, it's, it's, it's something that I've learned to see as just part of my makeup, you know, part of who I am. I'm not, I've got, I've got, I've, you know, I, I was quite popular at school. I've got a large amount of friends. I know a lot of people just because I would pick, stick myself out there to a lot of people. So I always sort of compared myself to other people. And there's, you know, that alpha male that mate that we've all got. And I thought, oh, but I'm not, I've had to realize I'm not him. I'm not that person. I'm not this person. They all handle things differently. I can't take, I'm very thin skinned. I don't take a joke that well. And I've always thought that was something I'd had to, sort of bit like harness a little bit when really I just accept it because that's who I am. Like, yeah. um, and it's, as I've got older, I've learned to accept things about my own mental health that this is who I am and I have to just, just deal with it. And it's only since talking about it from the vlog, from the mental health vlog that there's, there's, I mean, there's millions of people out there, millions of blokes are the same, millions there is. There's there's a lot more people out there than that pe than people realise. And a lot more it's like for me, I I've struggled more this lock this last lockdown than I, mm. I ever have and I ever thought I did. And I that's partially because obviously we're in lockdown and just things get on top of you. But and then at 
and the other bit that's making up make basically making me feel the way I am is not being able to see my parents. And that's something we've mm. spoken about before. Mine being down in obviously three three hundred miles away down in Cornwall. Um mm. and I think you said your dad was in the States. Yeah, my dad is America, yeah. Yeah. So but, obviously um, being that far apart from family and the people that you that you love and care about, that mm. gets to you. But obviously me and my mum, we run the peer to peer support group as well. So obviously okay, nice. once once a month there's probably about 15 to 20 of us that get together on zoom and just chat. We don't not, yeah. we don't necessarily talk about mental health. It's just somewhere people can come and listen to other people talking about how they're feeling and stuff like that. And we're getting yeah. a lot more men coming on it than we are women. There's probably a couple, yeah. two or three women and there's probably while well, the rest of them are blokes. So we're getting a lot more people coming on and a lot more men mm. are now starting to open up, which I think is awesome because we, it needs to yeah. happen. Definitely. I mean, it, the conversation around men's mental health is is really only, in, in my opinion, and from what I can see, especially in mainstream media, it's only really started picking up in the last three to four years. Yeah. I think I think someone like like Tyson Fury, for example, is someone that's that's turned that around to people and gone, you know, look, if I if it can bring me to my knees, you know, stereotypical fighter, heavyweight champion of the world, you know, arguably probably the one of the best fighters in the world. Yeah, if you can bring him to his knees that he, he feels like he can't even turn over his phone because he's worried he's going to see something, then he can bring anyone. You know, I get, I, I used to get little situations. I remember laying in bed, but not even that long ago, about a year ago, and then worrying about a situation that was so ridiculous. I'd come up with this idea in my head that people don't like me. Yeah. Um, even, even the Woody and Kleine team, like, the, the day before we'd have been doing something and someone would have made a banterish comment and it'd sit on me and I'm like, why did they say that? And I'm like, over, over thinking it in my head and then I come up, you know, it's that thing of it, you put two and two together and you come up at five. Like I would literally run with it. Like there was a situation with one of the videos where um, at the end of the, at the end of the video, there was a bit of horse poo on the floor and I kicked it towards one of the other members and it sort of went on his shoe a little bit um, I didn't really mean to kick it at him. It was just like, oh, get out of the way, that sort of thing. And he picked it up and threw it at me. So then that's it. We're, we're, it's then who can have the best laugh. So then I've got it and I'm like, oh, if you're going to throw it at me, I'm going to throw it at your back. So I've launched it at him and it's hit him like on his brand new hoodie. Um, one of our luck hoodies. <laughs> Little plug there. <laughs> luck clothing, the credit you can. Um, and <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it really damaged it. And he, he went angry, I don't think. But then... I sort of walked away and he, he, well, I said he's back to me, he got it on his hand and wrapped it in my face. So essentially I had horse shit in my mouth and I was like, oh, I can't have that. So <laughs> the next, the next vlog, um, we were filming a, a segment of like a, it's a ridiculous thing. We fired an iPhone in the air on a catapult and me, Ollie and Ian were on a slip and slide and we had to catch the iPhone. Whoever catch it wins it. Um, so we always moan that they don't bring beer to when we film. Um, so they brought beer this time and we were talking about nutrients and some sort of stuff like nutrient eating healthy. And then Ian said, um, well, no, the horse poo was good for him. It's, it's, it's the most nice thing that's come out of his mouth. It's, it's, it's the nicest thing he's probably put in his mouth for a while. There's healthy horse poo. And then Woody said, yeah, and it's not the first time that shit's come out of his mouth. Now, it's just that's just a funny comment to make, and it made it to the video because it's a funny comment to make. But me and my mental state that day, I thought, "What? Why did he say that? 
Like, what's his meaning for that? Is there something that's happened that's made him think that? Is there something in his head that's triggered him to think, oh, I know he, I know he chats bollocks. Like, one, one different. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I went yeah. with this idea in my head that something that, that made him say this to the point where my performance, if you want to call it a performance, was I couldn't give a crap about the phone because I was just thinking about what he'd the said the whole said, time. Yeah. Hmm. And then I got home and I'm like, I text, text Ian, neighbour Ian from the team, and said like, do you know when he said that and that? Do you think he meant anything by it? And he and he literally texts back saying, mate, don't even don't even because he knows me. Like we've got a very, very good relationship when it comes to mental health. He he's a he's obviously from bipolar, so we we talk a lot about <clears throat> mental health. Um sorry, I'm really burpy. I've just I've just tried a beer and it's it's a bit burpy, so I apologize. Um, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, he 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 was like, Yeah, you're you're sort of just overanalyzing it again, like just chill. And I brought it up in in the in our first podcast talking about it, but yeah, like man, like situations like that, I just my mind just runs with me, like just like you wouldn't believe. I think when it's like for me, I when I was at school, I was always the guy that kept himself to himself. So I I I had I had the group of lads that we all used to hang around in, but at the same time. I overthink what anybody thinks and I've always, always worried about what other people think of me. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, it's now, I, I just couldn't give a shit what they think. Mm. But mm. I, I get what you're saying of when, when somebody says something and you, you're overthinking it and I, I get that. Mm. So obviously, like you're saying, you've been obviously making the videos with them for a good couple of years. How, how did you get to know them or did you go to school with them what so um who i was just talking about there neighbor ian he our, our sons go to school together um and in the, in the playground we were talking about um these he was saying on oh, one my, my neighbors one of them's a part of woody and Klein, these internet pranksters so now we had i've seen their videos um and then we were I was doing some work at Ian's house and Woody come over and we were talking and we, I think we'd organized then to that December, we were going to get our families together and go to center parks for winter wonderland. So we had like four days in center parks, like Woody's family, my family and Ian's. And we just had a laugh, you know, we just got on really well. Um, and I was just sort of in, like merged myself into the group. Then we had new year together, like and all the boys come over, like Daryl, Kleine, Brandon, um, Gabs was there as well. And then, Woody was saying, oh, I've got this pal like who's one of the dads at my school. Like he's going to get involved in the videos. And it was like, oh, okay. So we're doing a video and all of a sudden it's Ollie turns up and I've known Ollie for 20 years, 25 years. And I said, oh, we, we know each other. So it was like, we all kind of had mutual yeah. friends amongst each other. And we just kind of hit, all hit it off really. Um, and we, me, Ian and Ollie became like a, a bit of an extended team. It's kind of like, I always joke, it's like they're the X Factor, we're X Factor Extra. Like <laughs> they've, got, they've got like the team that's like they do the week, you know, every day filming, making content, getting it yeah. out there. And then we're, we're just like the three idiots they pull in when they, they need it to, when they don't want to have to do the stuff that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, get, they, get, they get us to do it, you know, you know walking driving a bike into a lake or I think the last the last one I did was, was which was a stupid one was I had to jump for a fence no jump for a shed I'd stand a ladder over a shed and I jumped through the shed um 
which when I hear myself saying it back, it's like, what are you doing? But <laughs> yeah. so well, we, we have a laugh and it makes people laugh and that's what it's all about. No, that's what it's all about. And, and if you don't laugh, you cry. <laughs> mm. what, no, one, of, one of the things that I, I just want to touch on is obviously you, you sort of plugged it in there anyway then, the, the look clothing, obviously. Yeah. You, that's all you ever have on your hat. So is, yeah, that, yeah, is, yeah. That, is that something you, you're involved in as well? Is that? I, I, I'm not personally involved with luck. Um, uh, I've, I've helped out a few times working working for luck, the, the brand itself, just for, for numerous stuff, um, stock takes and stuff like that, just helping the boys out. Um, but I'm, I'm not, no, I'm apart from, I guess you could say I'm an affiliate. Like I, I would, you know, wanna, you know, promote, promote the brand as best I can for the boys. Um, they launched um originally it was just meant to be merchandise you know just to like every youtuber's got you know yeah. they've got their own merch nine times out of ten they get like a local company just to print their name on a couple of t-shirts and 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 then they bang them out um but the boys wanted to do something a bit different they were like look we want to make it a little bit nicer quality and see where we can go with it and it's just gone really well like they've they've got it i think they've got it stocked in a few places now as well it's always sold out um yeah, we're lucky we don't pay for it. Like we don't, don't, don't buy luck stuff. But um, yeah, they, they've just done really well. And the message behind it is: uh, step out your step out your comfort zone and create your own like reality, create your own content. Yeah. Uh, LUC standing for Let Us Create, uh, which I always say it shouldn't stand for that. It should stand for Losers Under Cameras, <laughs> which sounds a lot better. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not personally um, anything with with luck apart from just being affiliated with the boys. But yeah, I've got every single luck item they've ever bought out. Just through obviously when they get when they make a make a batch out, they all they'll gift us a box, which is really kind of them. Yeah, um, and it's I'll be honest, anything that fits me at the moment. <laughs> so I, well, I do wear it all the time. What I'll do is again, I'll I'll drop obviously the link to the the website down. So if anybody mm. wants to go out and get any of it they can do um your podcast then yeah so obviously i've been it's it's one of the few podcasts that i do actually listen to um oh nice the lads dads and a couple of beers podcast so nice obviously it, you set that up and you you've got some big name people on there and more mm. to come mm. when did you set that up and, and why so Myself and um, my friend Dave have been talking about doing a podcast for quite a while and we just never really sort of, it's one of the things where you talk about, you know, you talk a good talk, but we don't actually ever do it. And and when the when the second lock, third lockdown, that you can call it, is it second or third? This one, third. third. You can lose count, don't you? Um, so when the third one come in, I just, I said, you know what? I'm going to launch one because through knowing the boys and through other connections with stuff that I've done in the past, we know quite a lot of people like that are in the public eye and I reckon we could have got some really good guests on. So I said, look, I'd rather do it about mental health, but I also want to have a bit of a fun with it. I want to bring everyday people and some celebrities into it and see what we can do and just see what, see what we can run with it. So um, I wanted to get Ollie involved, Mad Golly from the, from the channel. And he agreed to come on and do a little segment in the middle, which is hysterical. Is is people who will hear hear the podcast? We have a section inside called Mad Golly's Corner where he finds the most craziest story on the internet, and we just banter about it. Um, so we decided to launch Lads, Dads, and a couple of beers. And yeah, in in a month that it's been up, we've had like over three thousand downloads. Um, 
I think we've gained about 700 followers on Instagram. Uh, we've had Woody and Kleine on. We've had uh, Dance on Ice champion Alex Murphy. We've had uh, Mickey Mills as a professional boxer. Sammy Carruthers as a professional footballer. Um, this week, we've got just a friend of ours coming on just to strip it back and talk about mental health. Next week, we've got Anthony Costa from Blue. Daniela Westbrook coming on. Like we, We've got some big, big names and some random people as well. So yeah, it's, it's just done really well. I think we struck a good balance in, in talking about mental health subjects and having a laugh. Uh, well, I, I'd like to say I've listened to, uh, well, I think, yeah, I've, I've listened to them all now. Um, hmm. I listen to them either while I'm sat at work, just doing my day job, um, just sat there with the phone on the desk, listening to it through Spotify. But it is one of the, one of the podcasts that I I will not stop listening to because I think oh no nice. I appreciate con- that no no I, I'm being serious like the the content behind it the the meaning behind it obviously being a mental health podcast and being a, the mental mm. health advocate I am doing mm. what I do the content and having the um they're like the higher profile people that you are getting on yeah. like the celebs but that balance between i think it's awesome and i think it's great what yeah. you're doing but that's what we're trying to strike mate that's really what it is so i appreciate you saying that um it we don't we don't want it to be like oh look at us we've got connections yeah like it, it, that's i said to dave like the minute that happens or the minute we get a complaint where someone's like look at you just put your famous mates out we'll, we'll get rid of it because i don't want it to be about that we want people to engage with these people that, who wouldn't normally talk these kind of subjects because people are most impressionable from people in the public eye mm-hmm. you know if you can see someone who you think looks stereotypically fine and sound and media trained to look the greatest they can on telly and then they're stripping it back on a podcast and talking about suicide you know that that resonate with a lot of people. People can, that can help so many people. And I said to Dave as well, and Ollie, if we help one person in 50 episodes, that's enough. You know, that's, we've done enough. That That's exactly what I say. It's like, I'm at the minute, I, my podcast, that episode 32 went out today. So Blimey. For, for me, if I can help that one person, I, I've done what mm. I need to do. The podcast will yeah. always be there and it's always going to have new episodes coming out. Mm. And that's one of the things that I, I have attempted to try and do is to obviously a lot of the people that I get on are people that are either suffering or mm. they know somebody that's suffering or, or professionals in the, in the mental health sure. ind- it, like industry, shall we say? Um, yeah, yeah, in yeah. The mental health but sector, but it, really? yeah. But at the same time, I, I've tried to do what you're doing by trying to get somebody that's that little got that slightly higher profile than just every mm. Joe, every Tom Dick and Harry that's out there to mm. to show like look you don't have to have money to to be happy because these people mm. are going through the same thing as what you're doing as as yeah. as joe from down the street or whoever yeah so no totally it, I, I think it is great what you're doing and i think from from a listener of yours don't stop carry on thank like, you man appreciate it. thank you no you're more than welcome obviously with regards to obviously the podcast and everything else, what's what's the next step? Is it just a case of recording, or are you wanting to expand it into anything else? Do you what? know what? We're not. We haven't really set any sort of targets. Like we we have like a weekly little meeting where we and I, I've said this from day one. We need to treat it like a business because if you treat it a bit like a business and treat it professionally, it will naturally grow. But I want it to grow organically. Like I'm not looking to. I know I know a few people that set up podcasts and they go, oh, all right, okay, let's get an Instagram page. Oh, let's go and buy five thousand followers and push it out there. No, I'm not. You know, 
that ain't never going to work. Um, and you probably get it as well. You get contacted by these idiots on Instagram who say we can boost your ratings and subscribers and all this all the time. That's yeah, and it's just like just go away. Like my key is to make it grow organically, get the message out there, spread it, get people on talking. Look, if it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. But if it don't, if tomorrow if tomorrow it ended, I'd be so proud and happy with what we've achieved. And that's only five episodes in. So it can only get bigger. It can only get better. Like, as you know, it's like you put the hours in, you get the rewards. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and we're not looking for it for f- financial gain. Like we're really not. Look, we all want to be billionaires, but it ain't never going to happen. So it's key for us to keep our identity about the podcast to be what it is. We're helping people. We want to help people. We're not professionals. I'm not a doctor. Dave's not a doctor. You know, you're not a doctor. We're just, no. we're advocates. So it's just about talking and it might not be, this is what I always say as well. It's not a sub story. It's my story. So my story is resonate with other people. We're not looking to make millions of pounds. And again, I think we've spoken about as well. There's a conversation to be had about people who make money out of financial gain out of mental health. And there's a lot of podcasters out there that are, that are keeping to the mental health thing and, and making money and i disagree with that and, and yeah. i don't want it to ever get to that point um so look if it goes somewhere it goes somewhere like if it don't it don't like i'm just happy that we're doing it exactly and i couldn't agree more with that one of the things that i yeah i always say to everyone of the guests on the show or any any listener that's actually listening to my show like i'm not a doctor i'm not a, a mental health professional but mm. i do this from my own experience of mm. dealing with my dad's depression and struggling myself. So mm. for me, obviously, although yeah, the podcast is there to to help as many people as possible. If I yeah. can't answer the, the the questions that they're wanting to know, I will direct them to the correct people. And yeah. at the same time, like you say, it, for me, I, I started this podcast at the start of the first lockdown. So yeah, the, right. that's nearly a year ago. A year and ago, yeah, nice. Yeah, just just under a year ago. So for me, for 30, 31 episodes in, I had about a month out just because I wasn't feeling the best. But for 31 episodes mentally. in... Mentally. Yeah, but for, yeah, mentally. Mm-hmm. But for 31 episodes in, if I... If this ended tomorrow and I didn't get any more guests after after this one, yeah, so be it. It is what it is. Yeah, The podcast yeah, totally will always right. be there for people to listen to. And I'm proud of the fact that I've got to F30. Well, this would be episode 33. So mm. for me, I'm proud of getting just to that and getting it. To yeah, no, it definitely. Is, so. Yeah, if we can get to 33 episodes, I'll be buzzing. But you know, it's it's one of them things, isn't it? It's, you, you kind of you you want to do well out of it. But you don't want to. You kind of want to be unique and different to other people. Yeah. So it's just a case of just keep going, and, and we will keep going. No, I think it's great what you're doing. Um, I just want to obviously thank you for coming on the show. Really, no, um, I appreciate it, it, It's it it's obviously and uh, one of the things that I will say is you literally made my lad's day the other day. Um, yeah, he was I'll, just, I'll just explain because that sounds really random to everybody else. But um, <laughs> my, my yeah, my little lad, um, he's nine, and he literally is obsessed with Woody and Kleine and watching the videos mm. and everything else. Um, and a couple of days ago, last week, was it last week? 
yeah, last last week I yeah. um, messaged uh, obviously Alex and just asked him the question, look, would you be able to get a, like a voice recording or something? And he went on video call to my little lad. My little lad literally cried his eyes out because he was That's he true. was like he was like, oh my god, have I actually just spoke to Big Al? I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, what's wrong with that? And he went, I just can't believe it. He was like, don't need anything else for my birthday now. I was oh, like, mate. I, was, I was like. Oh, that's fine. Then I don't need to buy you. Out. <laughs> oh, bless him! But he's literally oh, that makes him well up a bit. Oh, bless him! No, but yeah, he's he literally is. He, he was sat there and the whole day, and I took it because he doesn't live. My, my older two don't live with me; they live with their their mum. Right, yeah, yeah. And I took I took them home, and the first thing he said was, "I spoke to Big Al. I spoke to Big Al," and. Obviously, he was he's just made up, and I just want to thank you for that oh, because, as a dad, no, and honestly, obviously, as a dad yourself, you, you know, yeah, how important it is to make your kids happy and make them. Obviously. Oh, absolutely. I'm glad I'm glad I could do that for you. I really am. And as soon as as soon as I see the boys and lockdown's over, I'll, I'll definitely get a I'll get the boys on FaceTime for him 100%. No, that'll be uh, that'll be awesome. But again, I just want to thank you for obviously coming on, taking the time out of your day. And uh, everybody, I'll stick all of the links that we spoke about below the video, look clothing, and obviously uh, Big R's podcast. And head over, check it out, give them a follow. And yeah, thanks for coming on again, buddy. No, thanks for having me, mate. I really appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing. The podcasts are great. Cheers, buddy. It means a lot. Mm-hmm.